So, Joe, today we have a special guest here to talk to us um, about all things grain-free. And I'm really excited because this is not something I know a lot about, but she's yeah. an expert um, and she's local. So this is Anna LaFleur. Hi. Welcome. Nice to be here. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background and then um, how it's kind of turned into a business. Um, so I started baking with my mom. I would just, I would always ask her, can I help bake this cake? Uh, and she'd always oblige, even though I probably wasn't that much of a help. Uh, and then I kind of just took it up on my own. Uh, and I was like freshman year of high school. Um, I would just bake for friends. Uh, I would bake for family events and stuff. I always loved just baking cookies, cakes. Uh, and I didn't start grain free until my freshman year of high school, whenever my whole diet changed to uh, what is called the paleo diet. Mm-hmm. which really focuses on cutting out uh, bad oils, uh, legumes, processed sugar, and most importantly, grains, uh, which includes like wheat, corn, rice, barley. It's a <laughs> lot of things. A lot of things. <laughs> but uh, when you look at what you can have, it's actually, it's not too bad, um, especially with uh, how I adapted. <laughs> And welcome to Homestyle, the podcast from the Daily Advertiser that's all about life, family, and the stories they inspire. I'm Joe Cunningham. And I'm Lee Guidry. Looking for a recipe or instructions for our food and crafts? Join our Facebook group by searching for the Homestyle Podcast on Facebook and at Homestyle Pod on Instagram. I think I can pretty much make anything grain-free or somewhat healthier. <laughs> so why did you make that shift? Um, well, my dad is a doctor in Youngsville, Edward Lafleur, um, and he he wasn't too happy with the he, the business he was in. It was always about getting patients in, getting them out, sending them prescriptions, just mm-hmm. pills to kind of treat the symptoms of what they had. And then he read this book called the the Paleo Diet Solution, <laughs> and uh, it like changed the game for him. He he switched us all over to grain free, and uh, and then he switches his patients to grain free, or at least tries to uh, encourage them to do that. And a lot of them have seen a lot of success with like diabetes, um, cardiac issues, mm-hmm. any metabolic problems, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And in just kind of in talking about the the grain-free lifestyle, uh, you mentioned all the things that cuts out, but I don't think people realize just how much food like that oh, cuts yeah. out. It's like, you know, we're talking all – basically paleo is like all the processed stuff, just get rid of it, yeah. anything that has to go through a process to make. So like what are some of the things like when you first started that you really found yourself missing? It was bread. <laughs> 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 Pretty much just bread. Um, we uh, – Homemade biscuits, mm. it's classic grandma's recipe. That was the hardest shift yeah. for all of us, um, especially in the south. In the south, especially it has the to south, hurt Cajun food uh, cannot go without crawfish etouffee, gumbo. Yeah, I'm thinking rice. Yeah. <laughs> like rice would be hard for me yeah. from crawfish. And just any roux. <laughs> any roux. Well, we actually came up with a grain-free roux recipe mm-hmm. that takes the cake. Like people come over and they have they come over to our house and we make it for them and they're like. 
what is this? And we're like, it's grain free. And like, huh? <laughs> they don't, it, yeah. they can't tell the difference. Even some of you, they say it tastes better. So that's amazing. So um, y'all made the lifestyle shift, yeah. but whose idea was it was to really cook and to find the, the different recipes or was that like a team effort? Um, my mom definitely took up the, the recipe finding and the tweaking. Um, whenever we first started out, she was just meal prepping every week, uh, coming finding new recipes online or even just kind of tweaking what we already knew. Um, which is basically what I do with uh, my baking. And I cook on, a little bit on the side too. Uh, so she, she helps out a lot and she's kind of like helped me define what I want to do with that. So do you focus on baking? Mainly baking, uh, but I do love to cook. That's why I, uh, I used to work at Tula Tacos. Okay. Um, it, one of the goals is to open up like a cafe slash bakery in Youngsville. Uh, hopefully sometime in the near future, we kind of have a group of people wanting to get that together. So I'm excited about that. Do you have, uh, you talk about doing all this baking. I'm, I'm sure that especially given the, the, the pandemic and everything, I'm sure that this was like a great time to start a business like this because people can't really go to restaurants mm-hmm. and things, but they still want to buy those foods. Is it still just like a, a you know a small operation, kind of just you, or do you have more and more people helping as you've kind of expanded? Um, it's just me. <laughs> I started out uh, last month, mm-hmm. pretty much. I, I decided to just go for it, which was really scary because mm-hmm. um, I I'd never uh, been like a entrepreneur, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the the week I started out it was amazing. Just had mm-hmm. orders coming in. From people who knew what I did, and then uh, I've been getting new people, uh, and words getting out. Uh, I've been, I'm reached out to one coffee shop uh, in town. Hopefully that works out, and I will probably need to mm-hmm. get more hands in like a commercial kitchen. Yeah, because the paleo, and I know paleo is one of those big ones. It's like paleo, keto, the gluten free, mm-hmm. Mediterranean, all those, and these all require big lifestyle changes and. Because of that, a lot of restaurants just aren't equipped to serve that kind of food. So I imagine that once word comes out that there's a, you know, a paleo baker, you know, that's something that's complete, you know, you don't see it very much and definitely no restaurants are, are offering that. So what are some of the specialties? Like what, what do you consider like your, your best ones? My best like baked goods? Yes. Uh, it would have to be the whiskey bars. I call them Ed's Whiskey Bar. Mm-hmm. And named after my dad. I made it for Father's Day last year. I kind of just came up with the recipe mm-hmm. on the fly. Uh, it's a cookie dough crust mm-hmm. with, um, it's all keto, low carb. Mm-hmm. I make it with uh, a sugar called monk fruit, yes. which is very low glycemic. And uh, yeah, cheesecake with a hint of whiskey in it. And then I top it with a Whiskey praline with pecans. Wow. And that sounds really decadent. It's yeah. it's amazing. Okay, so praline, how do you how do you make a praline without the sugar? Monk fruit. The That's monk what fruit. I do, okay. yeah. Um, so how do you get like the, the, the crystallized or is it like the hard praline or is it like the, the praline kind of drizzle? It's kinda like a softer. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly like a liquid yeah. or um, I kind of I, w- I want to do caramel, but praline is what yeah. what I got. I'll mm-hmm. have to uh, experiment more with that. It's all experimentation, pretty much. 
Joe loves that part of cooking. Right. Yes. And see, mm-hmm. see, that's why what you do is, is to me like very admirable because I don't like baking because I don't like exact measurements. I like doing the experimenting oh, no. and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I don't, I don't do the consistent thing with the measurements and all that, but like the experimenting part is definitely mm-hmm. the, the thing I'm interested in. So if you say you're experimenting with like a caramel or a praline or whatever, but without using, and that, I did, it, it took him many, times. it took me, it took me a while because my, I, I maintain, this is my ongoing theory that Southern grandmothers hide one ingredient or one process off their oh, recipe yeah. cards because they don't want anybody to steal it and do it better. Mm-hmm. So I have her praline recipe and I'm still working on trying to make it right. But but going back to it, uh, you know, experimenting with these things, trying to find the right consistencies, because, again, without all the processed stuff, the flour, the, the grains and all that, without the processed mm-hmm. sugar, uh, it's still, you know, it, it's very difficult to really write like find the right consistency, yeah. like like trying the keto thing is like, oh, just replace with almond flour. Well, almond flour doesn't do no. yeah. what, you know, what wheat flour does. Mm-hmm. So what are I get what are the what are the challenges involved in this? I still haven't found the perfect brownie recipe yeah. <laughs> or came up with it yet. But um the main the biggest issue I think is, you know, uh the dough doesn't have the same texture mm-hmm. as sweet flour. Yeah. Like I used to love uh, Spanish capitas, you know, with the uh, mm-hmm. filo dough. Yeah. Um, I have yet to find a recipe or come up with my own that can mimic that because mm-hmm. that would be a game changer for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, the I came up with like a pastry recipe, which I brought for y'all to try. Um, awesome. Thanks. Uh, and it it's really good. I might even try to make some croissants mm-hmm. with it and tweak it a little bit. That, that has to be really flaky because that requires like, or really, yeah. really troublesome because it requires to be really yeah. flaky and, mm-hmm. and those thin rolls. And again, it just seems very hard to do with the ingredients mm-hmm. that you're, and I'm not, uh, I say limiting, like it's bad, like it's, it sounds bad when you say, it, but that's really just, uh, you know, in accordance with the diet, yeah. it's just different. And there's mm-hmm. things that you can't do that you would normally do. Yeah. So. And it's limited on purpose. Like, like you said, for the health yeah. benefits of it. Um, are there any things that because, like, maybe we can't exactly match it, you've been like, well, let's try something completely new and come up with something that is just original. I mean, the whiskey bar sounded pretty original. Yeah. <laughs> but um, something that you just have really found to be creative? Huh. Um, it might be the tarts that I brought. Okay. Um, they, I know they make a Bon Vie. They're, mm-hmm. like, this great bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, they mainly focus on macaroons, mm-hmm. um, which are already gluten-free on their own, which is pretty awesome. I yeah, love macaroons. I do too. <laughs> I love Bon Vie. Um, and uh, they make little tarts, so I decided uh, to try that with this, and uh, they are amazing. And yeah. uh, they're one of my most popular, too, mm-hmm. along with the Pop-Tart that I brought. Ooh, um, Pop-Tart, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon sugar. That's the best recipe. Um, anything new? Uh, I mean, I I guess everything's kind of new because, like you said, you've, yeah. you've, been, you've been doing this kind of full time for a month. So, yeah. uh, did you did you come in with just like a small handful of recipes, or as you've kind of been working on it before doing this full time, did you already have kind of a pretty big stack of recipes to use? I kind of have a pretty big stack. Um, uh, I've been before I started like baking for money <laughs> pretty much i would bake for the brunch ride at cycle bar um and because they they loved have, having my food i loved just making it for them i did it for free because i just 
I love trying out new things, yeah. getting you need giddy feedback. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, donut holes. That's what I did. That was new. Oh, yeah, okay. I fried them uh, and with a little powdered sugar glaze. It was really good. That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk a little bit about the entrepreneur side because uh, that is such a big step. And mm -hmm. um, how did how has that been? What's something you've learned so far? I learned that it is very hard to <laughs> open up your own business. Um, there's a lot of steps, um, and there's also a lot of loopholes to save money while you do it, you know, with taxes mm -hmm. and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it was definitely scary because, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, like mm -hmm. how are people going to receive this? Yeah. How am I going to make a living out of this as just one person right now? Uh, but like I, uh, like I said, the support from everybody uh, sharing my posts, uh, kind of spreading the word for me has been immense, mm -hmm. especially since like I was going through a pretty rough year mm -hmm. and then I decided to just like drop everything. I was like, I'm going to go for this. So yeah. it's been amazing. Was it something you thought about doing before and just never really took that step? Yeah. It was always like in the back of my head, like people would say, they would mention like, you need to open it up and they're like joking. Mm -hmm. uh, but also kind of partly serious, like yeah. you need to do this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was always in the back of my head because I originally wanted to go to med school in okay. college. But then I decided that wasn't really for me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I went to towards, I got my uh, BS in kinesiology. Mm -hmm. And I'm studying to be a health coach right now, too, on the side. So doing two entrepreneur Ooh. things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... But yeah, uh, it was always like kind of my passion. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm just I kind of went headfirst into it. From, from the business side of this and, and kind of what we talked about earlier, how there's not really anybody who provides mm -hmm. a lot of these. I mean, we've talked with a gluten-free keto baker mm -hmm. on this podcast before. We're talking with you, a paleo baker now. Do you think that there is a lot of, of, of room for growth for these types of, of goods uh, particularly in this area because, again, South Louisiana, yeah. Cajun country, we love the rue is essential, but just all sorts of things that, you know, rice-based stuff, all right. this requires a lot of these things. But at the same time, we also see a lot more people talking about these particular diets. Do you see a lot of room for growth in, you know, not that you want more competition or yeah. anything like that, but just, just these types of businesses to open? I do. Uh, there's been a lot more, especially uh, – with keto and, and vegan, a lot there's a lot of vegan bakers. Uh, I know I have two friends that do it, yeah. um, and I I dabble in vegan a little bit too. Uh, and but yeah, I feel like Lafayette and just you know the country in general mm -hmm. has been trying to get healthier, trying to be more educated mm -hmm. on nutrition. Uh, but yeah, it's really tough in the South. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's what. I love about it because I can make comfort food mm -hmm. uh, healthier and it, it won't make you feel bad after eating it. <laughs> that was that was one of the weird things. I I stumbled across a keto comfort food book and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is and then like, you know, here's like here's cookbooks. here. I, I love cookbooks. Like if you ever like decided to release a cookbook, I would be somebody who would get it and have it on my shelf because I love cookbooks. But uh just like, okay, how do you do this, you know, this uh, country fried steak with white gravy, but 
keto compliant and, yeah. and it was very tough to see but you know we did it we tried it and it was actually pretty good oh, yeah. so I, and i think of the, the science of it i think you're right the the you know the country as a whole mm-hmm. is trying to move move mm-hmm. toward healthier living you know we have a, a, we have a lot of these diets that pop up and a lot of people are, are swearing by different things different routines and stuff like that and the the science is always it, it's always been the science that we have hasn't worked, so we have to look at something new. Yeah. You know, we we had the conversation for years about fats and cholesterols and now mm-hmm. carbs and all that. But I think in trying to balance this stuff out, I think that what what the paleo diet does is it balances a lot of that out. Mm-hmm. Granted, rice and bread is kind of a big sacrifice, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of of rice and grains and and we talked about a, a roux earlier that's paleo friendly. How do you do gumbo? Uh, so the roux is uh, base. It, the flour is cassava flour. Okay. It's a uh, a root, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of the closest you can get to uh, wheat flour, mm-hmm. pretty much in the consistency. And uh, we use people sometimes feel like what, and we use bacon fat, like uh, rendered bacon fat. Which I discovered you can actually buy a little package of at Walmart. Really? Now. Yeah, like you can buy pre-rendered bacon fat. Wow. Or, or you can do it yourself. Or, you know, put the bacon in yeah. an air fryer and just collect the drippings from that. I found that yeah, out recently yeah. too. But, but, yeah. But, yeah, uh, we try to get nitrate, nitrate-free mm-hmm. uh, bacon, uh, free range if possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like our chickens, I use free range mm-hmm. chicken eggs. We have... A chicken coop at our oh, wow. house, so I just get like they pump them out. So <laughs> I have unlimited eggs. Nice. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you just uh, heat up the bacon fat in a little pot, add in the cassava flour, and you just kind of stir it until it browns. Then you add in your your uh, broth mm-hmm. and, and meats. I prefer chicken and sausage. Mm-hmm. That's the best. We might have to do another gumbo episode. Yeah. <laughs> do you have rice with it, or do you just eat? It um, I pretty much just eat it without rice, but uh, my family still, my little sister, she's 14. Mm-hmm. She still is won't jump on. Yeah. Okay. Full, <laughs> so uh, It's tough. It's, it's tough, tough, especially for, for her. Um, so she still eats rice, but we get like basmati rice, okay. which is somewhat better. We get the riced cauliflower, but that would be Rice cauliflower it. is good with it. I love so, cauliflower. I do too. So how do you feel the um, the lifestyle has been for you, like your health? Um, well, I was an athlete in mm-hmm. high school, so I think it really helped me in that I was a cross-country runner, um, mm-hmm. volleyball, track. Uh, and, you know, genetics aside, I think the uh, diet probably helped me a little yeah. bit. I was definitely eating a lot better than a lot of my classmates. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, and just uh, learning about the diet and how it affects me. Like, I notice if I eat uh, corn or whatever, my, mm-hmm. my stomach is just tore up. Yeah. And then I, I break out. And mm-hmm. uh, and just you know, whenever I'm off it, whenever I know I'm eating healthy, I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends are always asking me, like, how do you have so much energy? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But it's probably it's what the you diet. Eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I... I don't know. And uh, for my my mom and dad, they they they're all over the place, like mm-hmm. doing so much. I think my dad's like fifty mm-hmm. and stuff. And we go paddleboarding in the Vermilion, yeah. uh, and he's always active. So yeah. is my mom. She's a personal trainer, 
So, wow. and uh, we got our grandparents on it um, and that's helped them a lot. Uh, and uh, wait, my, my grandma was Vietnamese. Okay. So they were all rice. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a bit of a change for her and she's adapted a bunch of recipes too for wow. herself. That was really awesome. I feel like, especially from what I'm hearing for both of y'all, like liking that experimentation, like it's almost like a challenge. Yeah. Like, all right. I love let me it. see what I, yeah, I'm going to, it's like, oh, you can't do that without grains. Want to bet? <laughs> like, well, yeah. And yeah. then people are, uh, people want me to do more vegan stuff. So like, okay, just send it out. Cause like, I'm pretty sure that I can make it mm-hmm. compliant with whatever you need. Yeah. Like, uh, I made vegan cinnamon rolls one week and they were a hit. Like, I didn't think they would be that good, but they were. Yeah, do you try everything? Yes, I kind of have to. I I just, I got to make sure that it's it's good. I can't send it out if it isn't, you know, it's a a restaurant part of me. And Mm -hmm. then just me in general, I want to make sure that people enjoy it Mm -hmm. because a lot of them can't have what I'm giving. And if it isn't good, then it kind of ruins that for them. That's true. Uh, so my last question really is, um, and it kind of goes back to to the family and everything. Did you find that the the transition, all this, and the the coming up with these recipes, and and you know, kind of getting the help from everybody? Do you think this would have been a completely different story if it was just you on your own, kind of doing this? Because that's I think one of the big things that people struggle with with any sort of change in their life is if they don't have other people who are buying yeah. in with them. Yeah. Uh- you know, my family really encouraged me to do this because mm-hmm. they saw that I loved it. And um, if they weren't in it, then they probably wouldn't want to try what I what I yeah. do, you know. Uh, and, yeah, uh, th- and I bring it to people who, like, don't do the diet. And they they just, they're all over it. Like, one of my, my managers, she's like, she probably eats pretty bad. <laughs> I, would have to, I would say everybody that I used to work with. Um, but like her favorite thing is my keto peanut butter cups. And she's not yeah. keto. <laughs> a lot of people that aren't doing these diets, they, they love what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really happy about that because I can positively impact their life a little bit mm-hmm. if they see that you don't have to give up what you love to yeah. be healthier. So. That's a great message. <laughs> Well, tell people how they can find you online. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at uh, at Fair Trade Food. Um, the logo is a little chicken okay. uh, for my free range chickens, and uh, I'm in the middle of building a website. Okay. And uh, goal is to open up a storefront yeah. soon. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> I great. There. Well, we'll um, be sure to share these your handle and. Uh, Hopefully some pictures. Do you have any pictures that we could share of things that you've made? That yeah, are, yeah. Yeah, and so that people can check you out. And then we're about to taste some things, yeah. and I'm very excited about that. And then uh, if any of our listeners want to see you make something or, you know, has a really great idea, um, we'll have them share it in our Facebook group, Homestyle Podcast cool. Facebook. And so maybe we can get some more ideas I going. I would love to. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>